Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening and welcome to Reaching Out Radio International. We are a team working together in love and unity in one mind and one accord as the body of Christ sharing the gospel into the world. My name is Dustin Fields and I'm your host tonight on Warrior is a Child. And this week we are starting with part two of a four-part series of Time to Keep It Real. REAL is our four-letter acronym that we're we're discussing, and last week we touched base on R, and why I say touch base is because the Bible is so deep and vast, I think deeper and bigger revelations that you can have than space, So last week on R we touched base on revelation, and Revelation is just a small key point of how God reveals himself to us and having that time with God to reveal himself to us, we have a deeper understanding on our relationship with him and our growth in the relationship with him. And this week on part two, we're going to start with the letter E and it sounds like Sesame Street. But the letter E stands for evangelism. And I believe God put this in here for a real Christian is because this is what Jesus told his his disciples and the people that he showed himself after his resurrection. And he told them in Mark 16, 15, he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. This is our commandment from our Lord and Savior. He tells us, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And that's what we have to remember here. And this is what we're going to touch base on is, is how do you evangelize? Um, a lot of people see, you know, evangelists on TV or they see on social media. We have so much uh, platforms on social media now that people can pretty much record themselves anywhere and put themselves on the Internet and be seen around the world. Um, They go to street corners. They go to parks. Um, You can evangelize anywhere that you can speak. Um, Evangelism or evangelizing is defined as an adjective is of or according to the teaching of the gospel or the Christian religion. And used as a noun is a, a member of an evangelical tradition in a Christian church. Now, if you look up the word evangelist and what it is defined as, as a noun, a person who seeks to convert others to Christian faith, especially in public preaching. And that's why a lot of them are Titled as evangelist is because it's not behind closed doors or in the church where you evangelize at. You evangelize on the pavement and out in the world and to the people that aren't sitting in the pew, you know, already having their revelation and their their time with God and just learning and growing. Those Christian brothers and sisters that are sitting next to you in the pews are people that are on the same walk as you already, that you believe in Christ 
your Lord was your Savior. He died for our sin. He rose again. And that's that's us just growing in our maturity. But to evangelize is to speak boldly to people that don't know Christ. And I'm not saying boldly as to be overbearing or to this is what you have to do or else. They have a choice, and their choice is clear. And in that choice, um, it says, let me look it up. Yes, in verse 16 and Mark 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And this is what Jesus is telling us that we go into the world and we preach the gospel. He that believeth is baptized and shall be saved, and he that don't shall be damned. We give them the option. Now, each and every single person has their own personality. They have their own way of bringing forth things. And not everybody relates to everybody else. And that's what's so cool about evangelism. And as long as it is concreted in the word and it's biblically sound, whenever you're evangelizing, that is the main thing. And and believe, no matter what kind of um, show that you can put on, no matter how well you can speak, no matter what kind of music you play because sometimes there's music whenever you evangelize i mean it it really seems to be it doesn't matter what questions you ask because i've seen evangelist videos where um it's really kind of a famous one him and kurt cameron do it not to step on them but they ask him you know hey have you ever stole anything have you ever been mad or hated somebody or have you ever lusted after somebody? And they ask him these questions and they tell him, hey, you've broken, you know, you've openly admitted that you've stolen before. God says, thou shalt not steal. Uh, if you hate, you know, you dislike somebody and you hate them. If you hate someone with your heart, you've already pretty much committed murder. Um, and if you lust after a male or female with your eyes, Jesus tells us we've already committed adultery in our heart. So they tell us, you know, that you have, you're an adulterous, murdering, liar, stealer, whatever, thief. We are sinful in nature. We are sinful beings. And then they introduce Jesus and say, hey, this is, this is what God says. You know, he sent his son. He died for us. And their style really reaches a lot of people, and it may not reach everybody. But that's just one style. But the thing about it is, is even though they have the questions to ask, and and I'll tell you here in a second um, a scripture that I found that really goes with this, it's only through God's power. Like we talked about last week whenever we got our revelation. You can speak scripture to someone until you're blue in the face, but until they have that revelation and they open their heart up, God and Jesus introduces himself to them 
That's the way they're going to be saved. We are to preach the gospel into the whole world. Not everybody is going to receive it. So please do not get discouraged and realize if you don't see your your works that you think should be getting done, they're not your works. For the Lord tells us in the Word that some plant, some water, but it is only God who can reap the harvest, okay? So do the work diligently and wholeheartedly because this is our belief. This is what we believe in as warriors in Christ that Jesus came and died for our sin and he's asking us to evangelize. And that's just one way to evangelize. We're going to dig deeper into this word as far as evangelizing goes. Public speaking can be very hard for someone, but public speaking doesn't mean that you have to stand in front of a stage or get a microphone and blast your voice everywhere. I know some people have stage fright. I had stage fright a little bit when I met my wife, but the Lord helped me overcome it, and and it doesn't bother me sometimes as much. I'm not going to say that it doesn't anytime, but there's specific ways to say it into the whole world preach the gospel you're preaching the gospel by the way that you carry yourself in public whenever you are out in public or behind your closed doors because god sees all don't be falling into the trap of the devil of hypocrisy and trying to put a forefront of being an evangelist. I'm saved. My house is so well organized. My kids listen. Me and my spouse are perfect. And we live, you know, this outside image because we all have faults. And a lot of times when I've spoken to people that whenever people not really portray it, but, well, portrayed in that way, and act like nothing in life ever bothers them or they don't face anything in real life, most people either think you're either lying or that you're lying to yourself because they have been through that same life. They walk the same path we do. They know what this world is. And I'm not saying that you have to be a Debbie Downer Christian, what was me and The sky is falling all the time. But you have to kind of be able to see their level. And I think the Lord will lead you in your heart. But whenever you're going out to your job, uh, to the grocery store, anywhere that you're going, you can be tested and you can be seen by unbelievers. And your actions and your words and the way that you carry yourself is going to reflect the gospel that's in your life. Um, And what I mean by that is you're going to be a basic, the walking gospel. And why we need to be the walking gospel is because sometimes the only Bible that people are going to read first is the Bible that they see in you. 
Now, before I go any further, I do want to say one thing that I forgot on the introduction. Sorry to interrupt myself. But May 20th is Reaching Out Radio International's 7th year, 700th episode celebration at 7 o'clock Central Time. Don't miss it. It's going to be a great program. I'm probably going to tell you that about three or four more times during this program. But going forth into what I was talking about, about us being out in public and in our our jobs, you know that most of the people that I work with are non-believers. Um, some other places that aren't churches, even some churches, <laughs> are going to have people in them that are not believers. And I believe that you can be a walking Bible. You can be the reflection of Christ to give them that revelation or that itch to want to know a little bit more. And this is what 1 Peter 3.15 tells us whenever we're all out and about in public. In our hearts, revert Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone to give the reason for the hope that you have but do this with gentleness and respect and that's what i'm talking about on how you present yourself and how you present the lord is a great deal on how people receive you and receive the lord some people may get a revelation with hell and brimstone fire and you know they get that fear in them from death and darkness and eternal agony and they're like you know what i don't want that but some people aren't afraid of that some people are like well if it's not right in front of me i don't believe it you know who says heaven and heaven and hell are are real and this is what peter first peter is telling us is that we shall have Christ in our heart and revere him to the point and be being prepared to give an answer to any person, to any type of person, the reason that we have this hope. But we do it with respect and gentleness and and doing so, that's just a great thing that I think a lot of this world is, is being um, – Hardened, it's being seen uh, to grow into a callous type of heart. I mean, if you look at our our media, and I really try not to watch the news, but it's really negative. Um, the things that are happening in this world right now, everybody has a voice. Everybody has a platform that they can speak. And let me first say, I mean, I am not a judge. I am not here to condemn anybody, but I am here to speak biblical truth that God has revealed to me. So if you get offended by that, I'm surprised you're even listening to this, but believers, please, the warriors that we are to be and the tough battles that we're going through now, it is their choice to walk in the world that they want to walk in. It is not our choice to 
um, put condemnation on them. But Jesus says to love your brother. Love is the answer. And I'm not saying accept or rationalize or promote or say, you know what, we're cool with it. That's not what I'm saying. You can love someone without accepting their sin. And and that's what this world is going through right now with all of the craziness of not knowing who you are or what gender you want to be or what pronouns that you want to use. These these are testing times for people that are believers of Christ. I mean, if you read your scriptures, they are very, very, very clear. But being attacked now as a Christian because society wants us to grasp and accept sin, whether they say it or not that's that's on them that's not your choice to say unless it is uh, biblically backed with scripture God knows what sin is God tells us what sin is and he tells us to stay away from it but we in in 2nd Corinthians 5 and 20 it tells us, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. It's not our job to fix people. It is our job to introduce them to the the living God and introduce them to Christ by preaching the word. And that is how they become reconciled to God. You have to be very careful definitely in now this this day and age. I mean the churches, the things that churches are allowed allowing to go on just to save face or to be accepted, you know, with this revolution or this this movement of sin, overwhelmingly amount of sin in our, our world today. It's a very thin line that you're going to cross whenever you go from preaching or evangelizing or just believing in God to being on the wrong side of the line because you're accepting and glorifying or promoting known sin by knowing what's in, in your word. So be very careful with that. And and I know it's really hard as our hearts and as people, and I, I can't be in anybody else's shoes Personally, I'm in, in my own shoes, I wouldn't even want to imagine of having to really be on that front line. Um, but I know that the word tells us that there's going to come a time where people are going to fall. 
people are going to renounce God and renounce Christ, not only for acceptance, not only, you know, hey, I'm on your side, got to love you anyways, because if you read your word all through the Old Testament and even the New, um, God loves us for sure, undoubtedly, unconditionally. But God has standards, and God tells us, you know, these are these are my ways. And God tells us, this is my son. Accept my son and be reconciled with me. He has a certain thing or a certain process. He knows what he's doing on where we need to be. God doesn't need to. God can come to us to meet us, but then we are to follow God, not God follow us, okay? Make sure that you're not trying to be your own leader and pull God in your direction. Be very careful with that. I don't know why I'm off on this side, but it's very hard to do with evangelistic work because whenever you're out on on the front lines battling through as warriors, even at your own job, You've you've had a job for 20 years. Your boss comes to you and says, hey, I need you to, you know, I need you to step on this right here and kind of erase this from the the paperwork or, you know, there's supposed to be so many boxes here. I need you to add one or two or take one or two away. Those are really time, time graspers of testing where you really stand and what you're going to voice out. Because if you fold and you do what your boss has said for the safety of your job, instead of being honest, which is God's way, you're denouncing your Lord. That's That's an opportunity to evangelize for your Lord. I am unable to do this because of my God. This is where I stand on this. And this is where I draw the line. The consequences or the the repercussions of what any man can do to you on earth, come on, is nothing compared to the the judgment that can befall upon you on the Lord. Don't fit into a crowd just to fit in. Evangelize. Speak your voice. Stand where your ground. Not being aggressive, not pushing your beliefs onto other people of, hey, this is what I believe, so you need to change this entire aspect of everything here for me. But you just stand your ground and evangelize what you believe in, okay? Because what it says here, that man may be able to kill your body, but the Lord can kill body and spirit, okay? Come on. So make sure... Make sure you evangelize. Evangelizing is not just publicly speaking to thousands like Billy Graham did in stadiums and countries and all of that. That is evangelism. But evangelizing is what comes out of your mouth, speaking. What are you going to represent? What are you going to allow to dictate your life? We are walking evangelists, okay? And a lot of people get get tied up into um, titles and different things of the world and they, they want to be this and they want to be that. God calls us to be followers of Christ. 
And I believe if you're a follower of Christ and you have Christ in your heart and you live your life for him, God can use, open, supply anything that he needs you to do at the moment that he needs you to do. You could have never spoken in tongues your entire life. And if you're a Christian, listen to this radio broadcast, read your Bible. You speak in tongues. Come on now. So if you've never prophesied, you've never had a vision, okay? God can, if you have the, if you have God and Jesus in your heart filled with the Holy Spirit, and God can and will be able to use you in any way that he needs to, okay? So be prepared, as First Peter tells us. Be prepared to give that answer. And in 2 Timothy 2 and 15, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. That's what we're talking about here in 2 Timothy. Or be an evangelist, you have to be careful not to fall into hypocrisy. You cannot go out to people and tell them God is love, Jesus is your Savior, He'll change your life, and then you're sitting right in the pigsty, you're sitting in the bar with the guy you just went to church with. Come on now. Let's be realistic. And I'm sorry for people that I'm not saying that you don't go through a process because this is a progression of process into our finish line, okay? There are times where each person is going to be at a different level. Don't get it wrong here. But if you wholeheartedly have given your life to Christ, you know the things that God convicts your heart on heart of because he wants to purify you as fine gold. And to purify you, you have to go through the fire. You have to be removed from the dirt and removed from the blemishes, okay? Come on now. God wants to purify us. And we're going to get into the anointing next week. A is for anointing. We'll get into that next week. But that goes with being sanctified, your anointing and your sanctification. So look forward to that next program that I have. But it also tells us that in 2 Timothy 4 and 5, whenever we're going through these trials and and whenever you evangelize, even at, you know, your coworkers or business partners or whoever it may be, your church family, or even, you know, if you go out and you do public speaking, there may be people come to your event or where you're at speaking the gospel just to challenge you. Just to prove or try to prove to you um, the disbelief and to try to make you disbelieve your own hope. And that's why we need to be ready. But in Second Timothy 4 and 5, it tells us, but you keep your head in all situations, endure hardships, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. And this, I really think, is the times that people are going to come up to you. And we may have moments that we fall, and we may have moments 
where we have our weaknesses and people may see that and people may even hold your past against you even though you've been a Christian for let's say 10 years and somebody that you knew in high school 15 years ago was like hey you were this and you were that and this is who you are they're going to try to keep you down into their situation but it says for us to keep our head in all situations and endure those hardships but do the work of the evangelist okay so so being evangelist is is well being a christian period is is not as easy as everybody thinks because we're selfish beings we're we're people who want what we want we're flesh and we have our desires and i mean our eyes eyes amaze me your ocular vision that you have to see colors and shapes and all these wonderful things that god has created and you see all the things and devices that the devil tries to use i mean the information overload that goes into our eyes on a daily on a daily through our walk with with god until our end is so vast being a Christian, it calls us to be a follower of Christ. And Christ told us to be a follower of him, is to pick up our cross and follow him. And whatever that cross is for you. But Jesus tells us, if you want to gain life, you have to lose yours. Okay? So don't get it twisted on physicality and what he was speaking about is not losing your life, not taking your own life, but losing who you think you should be and your your selfish dreams and aspirations. To follow Christ, you have to be willing to deny everything else. If God gives you a revelation and tells you, you got to let go of the most thing that you love in this world. He asked Abraham, he said, take your son Isaac up mountain, make a sacrifice. He takes his son up to the, to the mountain, and they're there, and he's got a knife in hand, and he says, God, it's your will, not mine. I'm your follower. You're telling me to sacrifice my son. I got you. You you know what you're doing. That's how much faith he had. Now the good thing is is God God saved Isaac and Abraham and he didn't have to sacrifice his son. But it's just a a tremendous example of what God expects of us and God sacrificed his own son the most brutal death known at that time to man to have to be flogged to be beaten to bleed to have inches of thorns shoved into your scalp and into your skull to have a nail a rod nail pierce through your body at any point let alone your wrist and your 
feet and to be hung with the gravity of your body weight pulling on those three nails while you're bleeding out. That's what God did for us. He gave us that sacrifice that we needed to reconcile with him. So what or where would we be if we didn't give our sacrifice of our life to evangelize, to just speak the truth? Whether we're disowned by our family, whether we're betrayed and, you know, left alone by all our friends that we thought were our friends, um, losing jobs for the, um, what's the word, to keep intact our belief, to to obtain or keep what we believe in our heart, to lose a job. Lord forbid anything worse. And I know losing your friends and your families and things are really rough, and I'm not saying everybody gets this, but in my own personal walk, whenever I became a believer, God knew what would keep me and what wouldn't keep me. And one of the first things that God did in my life was remove everyone that I used to know. And it was a great thing for me um, because the distraction and, and the way that I grew up, I knew I was a, a seeker for approval. And I always had to have someone, you know, approve or get someone's attention because I didn't get that as a kid so I was always seeking it and and even if I'm not I just know God worked his plan in my life the way he needed to removing my friends and my family um, my wife and I were only together for six months and the funny thing is is I've always wanted a relationship with my earthly father and at that time, I know who my dad was, and I tried to develop a relationship with my dad um, before I met my wife um, for a few years prior to that, but never really could. And I always searched and seek and followed him, really honestly, trying to get to know him and trying to be with him. And whenever my wife and I got together, uh, six months later, my dad passed away from a drug overdose. And I think now, looking back, I never really understood it. You know, you don't understand things in the moment. But I really got a comprehension very quickly. God wanted me to chase him and get his approval and to know him and to grow our relationship with my Heavenly Father just even more than I wanted to with my earthly father. But having my earthly father taken out of the picture is the only way that I would have got the revelation of my heavenly father wanting that attention. And it pains me none to have that revelation. How great is my God that he wants me to desire him as a heavenly father so much 
that he is personally replacing my earthly father. So great to me. But in so enduring these hardships and keeping my head in the situations, this is where you push forward. This is your your story is your hope, your walk with Christ. These are the things that are going to help other people. Evangelizing is knowing the gospel, but being able to make it relatable too. Like the things that I've been through in my life helped me evangelize to a vast majority of people that have gone through same things that I have gone through because anybody knows it's easier to speak to someone or to relate to someone that has been through what I have been through. Like it would be really hard for me to relate to somebody in business or a generational wealth that they've never had to worry about where their next meal's coming from or their car breaking down or you know, shootings outside of their house. I mean, there are people there that that will be evangelized by by people they know. Or I think God works these relationships together. Um, that we have all experienced something in our life that is relatable to somebody else. And that's the great thing about it. And use that in your evangelizing, this is what you can use to really touch base. I mean, I've I've been in, I can really relate to a lot of drug addicts that are battling addiction and that have been to the deepest bottoms of rock bottoms and have really have no self-worth on the choices that they've made in life and destroying their relationships with the people that they know that are they are supposed to love. And, I mean, God brought me out of a situation where I, I've hit rock bottom a few times, and he may have switched up and blessed me with a wonderful family, a wonderful wife, and he did that for me. But not everybody gets that. But I can relate to you of of not having any self-worth and not not knowing if anybody truly loves you. And, and being in that situation, you know that your God, Jesus Christ, came and died for us, that they love you. He loves me. And being able to relate on those feelings and those situations can really help bring somebody through to having a a revelation. And God will lead you in the spirit and and what you are to, you know, leading you in the spirit and, and speaking with someone. You know when God is at work, and it's a great thing. Um. But preaching or evangelizing, it just basically comes down to, in Acts 2.38, Peter was telling them to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. 
and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's simple to agree to a degree. I mean the simplicity is is great. All you have to do is if you know the Lord and He is your Savior in your heart, that's all you gotta speak about is his gospel. That he died for our sins. We're all sinful. And Romans tells us that we have all sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. No one is perfect. But Jesus came and was our sacrifice, our perfect lamb, our spotless lamb. And without him, you cannot reconcile with God. Simplicity of the gospel. Being mature in the gospel comes in later. We all start out with milk. And then we get to the meat. But tonight, on the letter E, this is what we're talking about, is evangelizing. You can either do it on a massive platform, if you can, or if you have the means, like Billy Graham and and all the big TV preachers and, and things like that. You can even do a part. Go to a park with an amplifier or a speaker and one microphone and just speak from your heart and led by the spirit of the gospel. And you may start speaking to the air. You may only see trees, grass, and squirrels running around. But if if God wants and people come in and they hear your word, be encouraged. Because some plant, some water, but only God gets the increase. Okay, so these are, this is this is the great thing about being an evangelist. All you have to do is speak on what Jesus did for us. And that's keep us from damnation, keeping us out of hell. Being our living sacrifice, so what little is it of us to return our lives back to him and give our lives over to him? It it becomes so simple to do. Like my wife says, she tells me all the time some things I don't want to let go of. I'll be honest with you. And and there's, I'm not saying that I live in sin, but there's always with people something that God is working on you with. And here recently, I can tell you, I was ashamed because I am a Christian, but I also vape. I smoke. There's a lot of Christians out there that do smoke. More power to you, that's between you and God. But I always knew God was tugging on me to quit smoking. To, that For me personally, this was not of what he wanted in my life. And glory be to God, it's been three weeks now I quit smoking um, through his strength but I'm noticing what my my wife tells me all the time the more you let go of this world the more you let go of what you think you need God is going to fill you up with that God is going to give you so much more you're going to be amazed on on what God can really give you And, and that's what he does and that's what helps with evangelizing because there are Christians out there that struggle and there are Christians out there that that walk a certain way that 
it's not really clarified in the Bible, so you know, I might be able to get away with this. You know, and that's that's their belief and their their choice. But in all reality, we all have something in our life, and it may not be tangible. It may not be seen something that you can see on the surface. Later on, we'll get deeper into this word, and we'll talk about you know the the gifts of the spirit and the, the things that we're not supposed to be, you know, and your attitude and your your walk and the way you present yourself and if you, you know, have this better than now or, you know, everybody has their own um, battles that God is working with you to get through because no matter how much the potter messes with the clay, until you're in your final place, until you're solid, you're never going to be complete. And I don't believe that we're going to be complete on this earth. This is our time to do the work of the Lord. But until we're with him, we're never going to be finished. So I love my brothers and sisters in Christ. But don't ever get to the point where whenever you're evangelizing to people or you're talking to someone because you never know who else is listening, that you're to that point of, I got this. Jesus is my best friend. Nothing's ever going to happen to me. You know, I'm sinless now. It It doesn't work that way because that's a lot of pride. And I do believe there was a certain somebody that had a lot of pride, and God didn't take too kindly to it. Remember, we're all on the same playing field. Yes, we may have Jesus in our heart, and we may be going to heaven, and the person sitting next to us may not have Jesus in their heart, and they may be walking a path down to hell, but that doesn't make us better than them. So please, keep your keep a level head on whenever you're evangelizing to others. Let me go ahead and... um, Right now we're getting pretty close to the top of an hour, and I'm going to get a drink real quick, but I'm going to have my wife play a song for me. That way um, I can do that as well. And we're going to take a break right now. And after the song break, um, we'll be back to Warriors of the Child.
speaking on how we can evangelize, who we evangelize to, and a few other things. Um, don't forget that May 20th, May 20th, it's on a Friday, 7 o'clock Central Time, is Reaching Out Radio International's 7th year, 700th episode. Way to go, Montel. That's my wife. If you haven't learned that yet, definitely giving her props, but it's only through the glory of God and, and her faith in him that she's she's done this radio and the things that she's learned and, and had revelations of what we talked last week about. And and I'm very proud of her for keeping the faith, and I'm proud of her for being my wife, for sure. She's been a wonderful wife to me and helping me grow in the Lord. And I'm really proud of her for doing this radio and putting it together the way Christ has wanted her to. And he has never failed her in keeping this radio. And, and the host that she's had on here some tremendously... Um, really great hosts um, and great people and Christians um, that we've gotten to meet um, and and speak to and become friends with. And it's been really awesome how God has done that for us. But getting back into speaking of evangelism, we're going to, as the, the song just told us, and in the scripture for this evening, Mark sixteen fifteen, he said to them, speaking of Jesus, saying, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Amen. And this is this is just the, the great thing about Christ, because Christ asked us to believe in him, being the Son of God and being our sacrifice and believing in him, we become followers of him. And to be a follower of someone, you have to know what example Jesus is giving to us. So get into your word and read it. But Jesus gave us this example in the three years of his ministry at that time, I believe, that Whenever he walked into a town, he was about his father's business. He was about preaching the gospel. He came and told us who he was, sometimes in parables, sometimes directly. He came and told us what was expected of us, sometimes in parables and sometimes directly. And he told us that he loved us directly and in parable (laughs) but the great thing is is Jesus was an evangelist he went out he spoke his father's word and the people believed they had a revelation with the power of his words words I don't even want to get into his action And if you want to get into the actions, like Jesus went and healed the blind, made the lame walk, healed the sick. Come on now. He did all these things. And this is what he tells us in his word. 
just find the scripture real quick. Sorry for the delay. Because we have been talking about all different kinds of things as far as evangelizing. But Jesus tells us, sorry, working on the scripture. But I'm going to tell you what he was telling us about being evangelists. And Ephesians 4.11 tells us, so Christ himself gave apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. I believe Christ was all those things in the fivefold ministry. He tells us that he is the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father except through me, which is Jesus. So whenever he tells us this, This is what he's talking about. Whenever we evangelize, speaking the gospel it is of Christ. And whenever you speak the Christ or speak of Christ in your evangelism, that's the message. Well, we'll have to come back to that scripture. I will find it. Uh, matter of fact, might have found it, which is Mark sixteen fifteen, And he said unto them, Go ye all into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Preach it to creation. He that believe is baptized will shall be saved, but he that believeth not will be damned. After this, he tells us in verse 17, And these signs shall follow them that believe. Those that believe. In my name, Jesus' name, shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up unto heaven and set on the right hand of God. This is after Jesus' resurrection, whenever he just came back. These are the things he told them, to go out and preach, be evangelists, and go out and speak the name of Jesus. Those that believe shall be saved. Those that are non-believers, they will be damned. But the believers will have signs from devils being cast out. These are our testimonies, speaking in new tongues. Come on now. Having hands laid on the sick and they shall recover. Those are those are some of the benefits, some of the, the things that we're going to see in our walk in our walk with Christ whenever we are believers. But I wanted to get back to Going into the whole world, Paul spoke to do believe it was in Romans he spoke and said, and this is really important for evangelists. He spoke and said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jew and then the Gentile. This is where the devil tries to lie to you. Even if you're not a public speaker, you're not a preacher, 
okay? You just want to be a believer and you want to read your word. That isn't how it works. The devil is not going to leave you alone. And you have to be willing and able and ready like it told us in First Peter. Be ready with your answer for the hope that you have for the people that ask you. Because you may be the evangelist that helps them get that revelation to be able to start that relationship with Christ. Okay, come on. Do not be ashamed of it. And there may come a point if we read Revelations and and there's going to come to a point in time where you're either going to make a choice. Do you believe or do you want to die? Some of us are facing that now. I can't speak personally, but I've heard of people in other countries that, I mean, they will throw you in jail. We had a friend of ours that was in school. They were going to take his scholarship. They were going to take all of his money. They were going to throw him in jail for preaching and and trying to pass out flyers about the Bible. Come on now. They want to take your life. If if you're in a different country, in America, the one great thing is, is you have the freedom of speech. You have the freedom to believe in what you want to believe in. Society may down you or criticize you or try to shut you down. In America, this is this is the land of the free, and we're supposed to have those things. That's for everyone. That's not well, let's rampaign on just because you don't believe in what I want. We're going to ramp that all the way up to where we can smash yours. You know, that, is, that isn't the way it's supposed to work. And a lot of people in society nowadays, that's, that's the way they want to portray it and to make their belief system and what they believe so loud and so over-dominating that it, it – puts our candlelights out. It puts our light of Christ out. That we're put on the back burner that they don't want to hear. They don't want evangelists. They don't want to hear that their sin is going to cause them to be damned. Which it tells us clearly in the word. So, do not be ashamed of the gospel. Because I do believe somewhere in this word that it tells us if you deny me, then I will deny you. Now, I know personally in the walk that I've had and how close that I could have been from God walking away from me and that feeling that I had, I'd never want to feel it again. I'd never want Christ or the Lord to be out of my life. But in 1 Corinthians 1.17, Paul was telling them, For Christ did not send me to baptize, to evangelize, to preach the gospel, not with wisdom or eloquence, lest the cross, cross of Christ be emptied of its power. Come on now. This, this is what Paul is talking about. And this is what I want to talk to you guys about. I don't, I'm not very book smart. I didn't take 20 years of no offense to anybody that did of anything. Um, 
I didn't take theology classes. I don't know Hebrew or Greek. I don't know a lot of things. There are certain wisdoms that God has blessed me with. And anybody that knows me or, I mean, anybody that's listening that wants to ask my wife, I'm not eloquent at anything. So you put a bull in a china shop, it's pretty much me. But I try my best. But it takes me back to Peter or um, Paul talking about this. That it's not with wisdom or eloquence. Which what I believe he's saying here is it's not with flesh. You cannot force through flesh the gospel. Because the gospel is spiritual. This revelation and relationship with God is going to come through a spiritual um, happening. It's not anything that I can, like I said on last week with the the revelations, you can read the Bible a thousand times in its entirety. And without a revelation from God, without God revealing himself to you, you're not going to understand any of it. Yes, you can you can break it down into the Hebrew, into the Greek, and whatever other language you want to. You can make up your own. Well, this is this and that is that. And you're like, I understand the words. But it, it's just words and paper whenever you let it speak to you in the flesh. Christ said he's the living water. Whenever you let your spiritual man read the Bible, whenever you get revelations from God through the, through the word, those things are way elevated more than anything that can do earthly wisdom. Like I can learn how to break down and rebuild and start up an engine. Cool. But what happens if I could do that because God led me in the spirit instead of reading a manual or reading specs or even knowing how to turn a wrench? How many how many times in life has something happened? I mean, I may be up on a tantrum on spirit and flesh right now, but this is this is what I'm talking about on on evangelism. That it has to be led by the spirit. And that's what Paul was telling them. I'm not here to do what you want me to do. I'm not here to tell you what you want me to tell you. I'm not here to tickle your ears. That isn't what Christ sent me for. I'm here to preach the word. And it's not with the flesh. It's not to tickle your ears. Because whenever you do that, he even tells us, least the cross of Christ be empty of its power. You make the cross useless if you try to do it in the flesh. Let the Spirit lead you. Amen? And that's, that's some really good stuff. This, this word is filled so much wisdom. But don't try to make it earthly wisdom. Don't try to sound so smart. And, and I'm going to touch base before I forget again. Paul, speaking in 1 Corinthians, New Testament, saying that he's not here 
and wisdom and elegant. There's, there's another man in the Bible that said the exact same thing. If we remember correctly, back in Exodus, Noah was called by God, and Noah, or not Noah, sorry. Sorry, I'm mistaken. My son's name is Noah. I'm getting into Noah. Moses, there you go. Moses was called by God to free the Egypt, the Jewish people from Egypt. And whenever God called him, he said to God, I don't talk so smart. I'm paraphrasing here. But he was letting him know, these are kings and queens and and royalty that I'm going to be standing in front of that you want me to go speak to. And I'm just a lonely totem pole type of guy. Like, I'm not... And not not really a great motivational public speaker here. My mouth isn't going to work the greatest. And and God understood where he was at, and God told him to take his brother Aaron with him and let Aaron speak for him and all this good stuff. And I understand that. And God made the way. For whatever reason, that Moses wanted to refuse and and was scared or had fear of going to do what God has called him to do, which I think all of us sometimes do. Some of us get fired up and ready to go do whatever God calls us to do. But God already knows our heart, and God's going to find a way and, and make a way and help us do what needs to be done. That's what he did with Moses. But Moses didn't go with his flesh. He knew he could not fleshly go in there and say, hey, I'm Moses. God told me to show up here. You're just going to do what I say. He had to go in spirit. And even going in spirit, I mean, was it 10 plagues that God had to give to the Egyptians before they even really considered letting the people go, letting the Jewish people go? And it wasn't by flesh that that Moses led them out, but it was through spirit. Amen. And that's that's what Paul was saying here in the New Testament. Don't do this on wisdom and elegant. Don't don't try to be slick or smooth talking. Don't sell it for not what it is, because you're going to take away the depth and the power of Christ. But do it through the gospel. Amen. And in doing so, that's what evangelism is about. You don't have to be on a major platform. You can just be by yourself with another coworker in the break room. You can be with your boss. You can be with a business partner. You can be with your spouse, your children your friends, your other family members. You can be in Walmart checkout. Come on now. God will use us anywhere he needs to. Be ready to go out in the world to preach the gospel, either by example or by your mouth. And it tells us to be ready with that answer for the hope to 
that we have. Amen. So tonight, that is your second part of Time to Keep It Real. E is for evangelism. There is so much. Look it up. You can Google it to find each and every scripture that you want to find. It's so easy to study the Word of God with the technology that we have today. Good hardback paper, you know, leather-bound paper. Reading the Word is good. I know some people nowadays use just a Bible downloaded on their phone. These scriptures up on what evangelism is and really understand that it's our job as followers of Christ to be an example, a living example, not by just word, but also by deed, which I think, honestly, for me personally, deed speaks so much louder than just giving your word or saying some words, living it as an example of the gospel. Amen. So if you're listening tonight or you're listening on demand, being an evangelist is not just a title that you're given or you give yourself or can be given. Evangelist is for every Christian. If you have Christ in your heart, it is our duty as followers of Christ to let people know God is the one true God. He is love. He sent his son to die for us on a cross, and his son was raised in three days. And that is our salvation. That is the way to get back to the Father, to enter heaven. Having that hope and that belief. And if we don't, if we are non-believers, we will be condemned and we will be damned. Not by the person telling them we are not judges and we do not need to condemn anybody for we're sinners of ourselves. But we will by the one true God. And it's only through the revelation of God and the meeting of Jesus Christ in your own personal heart how you get to God. It's not by our words, it's not by our flesh, it's not by our elegance or wisdom, as Paul tells us. It's through the Spirit, it's the way that Christ puts it through. Amen. So I'm going to close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just ask your Lord that with this revelation of evangelism, dear Lord, that that it opens our hearts and our minds, dear Heavenly Father, that we are willing to be your followers. We're willing to be your sacrifice of ourselves, dear Lord, not for our own embarrassment or our own shame, dear Lord, that we don't speak up on your behalf, dear Heavenly Father, for so much that we lose whenever we just don't speak up or we even turn away from you just to save our embarrassment instead of being 
so grateful and thankful and blessed to have that sacrifice to share with other people, tell them, I am a believer. Let each and a, each person that is a believer, dear Lord, give them the strength to have that ability to not be ashamed of your gospel, Lord. And I know in times that we have the arrogance of Peter and say, no, no, I will never deny you. But there are so many subtle ways, dear Lord, that we could deny you. And I pray that we all gain the strength and the wisdom, spiritual wisdom, to know when that is, dear Lord, so that we can never deny you. I ask, dear Lord, that you just bless the listeners tonight, dear Heavenly Father, grow them deeper in your relationship as well as myself with the relationship of Christ and God, dear Lord. And I thank you for all the blessings that I have in my life, and I glorify your name. I put this all underneath the blood of Jesus Christ, and in your name we pray. Amen. What a glorious night to be able to sing about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. We're an who was hurting. We're a harbor for those who are Just isn't easy bearing Calvary's cross. We've been ridiculed by those who don't know you, and mocked by those who don't believe. And I love standing up. For my Jesus, for the all that He's done for me, that's why I am not ashamed of the gospel, the gospel of Never, never say how I am feeling. I- 
my eyes. So as for me, I'm gonna keep on believing in the one who
And as my husband was talking about tonight, we got to learn to let go of self. And when God called me to this, it was a hard time in my life. My beautiful mom was battling cancer, fighting for her life. And she's with the Lord now. And I can still see her in the hospital bed. Her promising me, or me prom- she's saying, promise me you'll keep going forth and what God called you to do. Don't be mad at God. And I can still see her pointing that finger at me because my mom knew the importance of people knowing God, the love of Jesus, and the peace of God. And as my husband was sharing tonight, it's only through Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross that we can know God our Father. It's through our hearts believing in him that he died and came for us. And I just want to tell my husband I'm proud of him. I've For a long time I asked for him to be on the radio because we do outreach ministry outside of the radio and outside of the church. God put that on both our hearts many, many, many years ago to clothe people, to feed people. There are so many ways we can use him if we have a willingness to be the body of Christ, to be an evangelist, to be a voice of truth. And I just want to encourage my husband and let him know that he is doing a great job. I'm so thankful to God. He delivered, just like with drugs, he instantly delivered my husband because he knew my husband had that willingness in his heart. He had been working on him for a long time, but as he was taking the bandage off, as they say, and keeping it real, sometimes we fight the flesh and it's hard to let go of things, but through the power and glory of God, we can overcome all things. And he's even overcome his fear of being on the radio and I just want to encourage him. He's a naturally fits right in with the rest of our reaching out radio family. What a blessing and honor to have the platform God put before me with Susan Brozek. She has her program on here, The Way of Healing. She's a Christian, licensed Christian psychotherapist that brings together the biblical, biblical perspectives, but also uses her training in mental health and wellness and apostles. Edward Franklin Airbly and Apostle Roy Weinman and Sister Pearl Corbin and Brian Faust. Not only are they part of the team, but they have become Dustin and I's family. They call us on our birthdays. They pray for us in situations. They encourage us as we encourage them. So next Friday night, well, it's a week from tomorrow, May 20th at 7 o'clock, This is a huge milestone to glorify God. And it's really awesome how God has allowed me to put it together for it to be seventh year anniversary of Reaching Out Radio, the 700th episode at 7 p.m. You don't want to miss this, and we would appreciate if you would share it forth. It will be at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. And I do believe that might be 5 Pacific time. I'm still learning that one. And again, next week, Thursday night, my husband will be back on here with Warrior as a Child. So please continue to pray for him, encourage him. And just like the song that I just shared, my husband was even teaching on that tonight. We are not afraid of the, ashamed of the gospel. As he was saying, we can be a light in this world of darkness. And we were talking over the breakthrough message as I get ready to get off of here. But, you know, how many people really think about this? Jesus was evangelizing when he was here. He was out in the world, in the desert. He was walking among the sinners. 
He wasn't casting judge or condemnation. He came to do the work of his father and share the truth to do the will of his father. And he was letting them know the way onto the father, which was through him. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And we just pray that God continues to take Reaching Out Radio forward into the world. It's so exciting when I get on the map and I see new places that we have reached. Um, There's several I want to mention. I'm going to try to get them all written down by next week, all the places we've been reaching. But praise God for even just that one that hears the gospel. For even when one is saved, the angels in heaven rejoice. And it's important not to reflect on numbers and likes and followers because God already knows our name and it's how he sees us and what he calls us to that matters, not man. So I'm proud of you, Dustin Lee. I thank God for what he's done in your life. And I look back over our 17-year journey where I first met him in the hospital at the ER, praise God. And um, our first date was actually him coming to church with me. And he was saved not long after. And God has done amazing things in his life. And as he was saying, it's not always easy. But when you believe in the power of God, you walk by faith, not sight. In your weakness, you draw his strength, and you learn the true message and the blood of Jesus When it re- in regards to the cross. He can bring you through. you got to have a willingness to be surrendered to God. you got to have a heart open to forgiveness and loving others. And as my husband said, and it's so true, and I'm so thankful to God, it was one of my prayers, that my husband would truly have an understanding of what I've had all the years in my life as a believer, and that is the hope in Jesus the strength and what he gives when we let go of ourselves in this world, it is so much greater and it blesses me even sitting here looking at my little Noah beside me, the precious little boy that God allowed us to adopt. He's so precious and amazing. He amazes my husband and I every day and we're bringing up and I start to, it tears of joy. I I just look to what this little man's going to be in the future and what God's plan is for his life. But I just want all of our listeners to know everyone from every corner of every nation. I love you. appreciate your support. I thank God for all the divine connections. And I'm looking forward to what God has in store. And there's a program he's put on my heart. And it's been there for a while. And I want to talk to my husband about starting it possibly on biweekly on Mondays. But it, it's called I'm Adam and She's Eve. A woman and man's perspective on things biblically in the married life and just in the world. So that's something that's really been on my heart for a while, and I'm praying about that. But I think that would be a fun program because men and women are made differently. But when we become husband and wife, we become one, and you got to find that balance. So he's got to keep me from biting on them apples, praise God. But I just love you all. God bless you all, and I'll let my husband come on and um, close this out and Remind us again what he's teaching on next week and tomorrow night as well at 6 p.m. Um, Apostle Edward Eberly and Apostle um, Roy will be on here on their program, Going Deeper in Jesus. they got an awesome program, so check it out tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Uh, Central Time. And I'm going to give it back to you. I love you, Dustin. I'm proud of you. It was an awesome program. I felt the Holy Spirit moving. And that's what we got to do is just let go of self and let God lead us. So, again, I'm proud of you, and keep up the great work, and it's great to have you part of the family on Reaching Out Radio International.
All right. Well, I had to unmute my mic, but thank you uh, very much, my lovely wife. Um, that was my wife's wanting uh, to come on here and finish out. I don't really have much more to say besides thank you for all your encouraging words tonight. And um, I'm glad God has blessed me to be your husband and walk this life journey with you. So. Uh, good night to all the people listening and everyone that comes back on demand. I hope that the Lord speaks to you and gives you a revelation through the words tonight that he has blessed me to be able to share. And with that, as my wife would say, don't back down. God is backing you up. I'll be blessed. Good night, everybody. God bless you.